I'm a frustrated psychologist. Uh, I would have liked to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a DJ as well. I've still got a chance at that. Uh, but I think I've left my run too late to be a psychologist. I'll never make it. I didn't have the marks. It's very sad. I had to turn to prostitution. Sounds disrespectful, uh, disrespectful for um, prostitutes, uh, sex workers, whatever. But um, look, they are in a respectable uh, occupation. I am a consultant. That's what I mean. But I had, that I had to turn to something. Um, but um, I wanted to be a psychologist. So you know, um, I'll live out the dream in this episode because I've got an idea rolling around in my head of a, a psychological sort of, you know, structure. And, um, a model, that's what they call it, I think. I've got a psychological model. It's probably not original. I've never had an original idea in my life. Um, we get the, you know, we get lots of ideas as we wander through our lives and, um, and then we like to rehash those as ours. <laughs> But um, this one, uh, it's a model for, uh, uh, now I've had it rolling around in my head you know, just now, whilst I was hanging out the clothes, before which I was washing the dishes, and my wife, who is on a Zoom meeting, um, called out and said, can you be a little bit less noisy with the dishwashing, uh, because I'm on a meeting here. We're feminists. <laughs> Role reversal, you know. It's great. It's fantastic. It makes me feel good. Yeah, it makes me feel like a real man. Anyway. And it does, actually. You know, because I'm extremely comfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, so. Uh, my psychological... My, my model for psychology. My psychological model. It goes like this, and um, I'm imagining because you can ca you, uh, psychology is logic and maths, as far as I know, um, and and some people don't need psychology. You know? They they don't yeah, psych, brain, ology, logic, or logical. Yeah, I'm sure that's from logic. Okay, ology. You know, um, so you know, using a bit of maths. Logic is maths. Um, so bringing maths into your thinking. Okay, now you don't need to do that. You can just jump on social media and um, shoot from the hip. You don't need psychology. You've got it all worked out already. You don't need evidence. You don't need statistics. You don't need a rational basis for your claims or anything like that. Um, uh, so you you can just shoot from the hip. You can say things like you can make a meme, for example. You can be anything you want to be if you just put your mind to it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be a psychologist, and I put my mind to that, and I didn't get the marks. Yeah. Well, you should have tried harder. Oh, all right. I also wanted to be a, 
an Olympic 100 meter sprinter, all right? But I'm not Kalenjin, so I couldn't do it. Well, if, if you had practiced. Bullshit. <laughs> I haven't got the physiology. I was never, you know. Whereas a psychologist would say, uh, are you a thick Irishman? Well, you know, to which I would say, yes, I am. Um, well, don't go into physics, you know. And, uh, and also, look at your freckles. You'll never make it as an Olympic sprinter. Don't try that either, you know. Try something you're good at. And I'll say, what? And they said, well, um, crack a joke or two. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you guys are good at, you know. So that you know so look there's there's room for psychologists just to get yourself away from some of those memes you know some of those memes you read them and you say that's not true at all <laughs> in fact most of them you know oh that nails it you know you, you someone puts up a meme you know and you you know you can be anything you want to be you know um and then, you know, 16 people make comments against that thing and they say, nailed it! You know, they didn't at all. You know? It's like um, when Jesus was crucified, you know. Um, and the Romans, yeah, they um, put him, you know, bang, 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 ah, you know, that would hurt. And, um, and they stood back, the Romans, and they went, nailed it. <laughs> uh, three days later, Actually, no, they took him down, didn't they? Bad example, but you know what I'm getting at. Um, who took him down? His mother. Brutal, brutal. Had a happy ending, though. Little bits of fire over the top of the head. Um, so, my model for psychology. Um, it goes like this, um, and I'll call it, you know, we're a social animal, we humans, we're a social animal. Well, we're social animals, okay, if we're going to be psychologists, we, be we had better get our grammar right, okay. Um, so, uh, as I approach this model, which is going to be about this drive we all have, to, um, not all of us, you know, I haven't got the drive, uh, to be acknowledged for, to be understood, how's that sound? To be understood and to persuade. Okay. To understand, how about that? To, under, to be understood, to be persuaded and to persuade. Yeah. I'll just call it um, this model, um, even though it's uh, this title is not all-encompassing for what I'm thinking about. It doesn't have to be. Um, the the levels, your level of persuasion, you know, um, the levels of persuasion and influence, influence and persuasion. You know, a model for influence, ink and persuading. Okay. I'm making this up as I go along, that's all right. Uh, when you have a thought in your head, and this goes to psychology a little bit too, I need to sneeze 
and I may and I may not, hang on. <coughs> if I respected you, as I've said before, I would edit that out. Uh, but I don't respect you. Because I don't know you. <laughs> How's the chickens? Anyway. Want to see him? There's Salt. And there's the other three. Very nice. Okay. That's my hand. Okay, my model for persuasion. Now, I think people operate at different levels. And, um, and this is how we humans become so social, you know. For example, and I'm going to try and attach categories to these um, levels. Levels are categories, whatever. Um, now, let me think about this. I'm going to start imagining a type, um, a type A person is a person who has, um, a type A person is a person who has no real desire uh, to take something out of his or her own head and shove it into somebody else's head. Right, that's a type A person. A person who can have an idea and just enjoy it but not feel the need to have to, you know, send that to someone else. So, you know, maybe it's a slightly antisocial person, but maybe it's a kind of humble person, you know. Um, yeah, sometimes I think that. What's the point of saying anything at all? Because whatever thought I have in life, someone else out there is having that same thought, but better. You know, so um, we need a lot more silence in this world, but that silence is not going to come from me. Uh, because some of us got an, uh, some of us have got an instinct to speak, uh, whether we've got something to say or not. I'm one of those. All right. So a type A person is a person who is relaxed about having an idea, but not feeling the need to share it. How's that sound? This sort of person might typically not be the sort of person who posts things, ideas on social media. Okay. So that's a type A person, and that is a a zero persuasion level, you know, the zero persuasion level. That's a person who's really comfortable, relaxed, maybe zen, maybe stupid too, you know, um, maybe has a low self-esteem, but may also be entirely self-actualized and be really bright, you know, could have a, a low self-esteem um, and, uh, and, and, and feel that his or her um, ideas are not worth sharing. Okay, that type A person. That person might be the sort of person, actually, who wants to be told what to think by type B, C and D people, who I am coming up with next. Okay, a type B person. So type A, someone who has zero instinct for... Um, Persuasion and influence. Okay. Now, a type B. Oh, that person essentially hides 
his or her ideas, essentially. You know, has them to him or herself, but disguises the fact that he or she is having thoughts at all. You know, goes to the pub and just talks about the footy and, you know, nobody even knows that person is a philosopher of some sort, you know. That's a type A person, a cagey one, a bit of a secretive one. That's not me, I don't think. Um, a type B person is someone uh, who, um, now I'll call these the uh, unwitting inspirers. These are people who talk to themselves. Now I kind of put myself in that category. I talk to myself, but I couldn't care less. Uh, now kind of, but you can be wrong about yourself, you see. Um, it's where you have ideas, you know, you think ideas aloud, and maybe you text them to other people and all that sort of stuff, but you have no interest. You, it's, it's of no interest to you whether the other person takes on those ideas or not. You know, or even reads them. You know, um, and, um, and, and this is, uh, look, this, um, this YouTube channel is definitely not about me, you know, but I like to use myself as an example when I'm a psychologist. So this is a rare moment where I'll use myself as an example. And, um, and, and, and that sort of zen, they're all levels of zen. I've got to remember we're a social animal. You know, so some people um, want to influence others into ideas or action, as the case may be. They're going to be my part, uh, my type C's and my type D's. You know, a type C person, uh, I'm thinking ahead now, is going to be that sort of person who has an idea and wants to uh, get that idea across to others. Whether that person acts on those ideas or not, that person doesn't matter. That, you know, that person doesn't care. But the point is, that person wants the other person to be persuaded on a certain idea that he or she has had. So that would be a type C person. So a type B person has ideas and thinks aloud, basically. A type B person thinks aloud, but really doesn't care. You know, doesn't need any feedback as to whether his or her ideas have been uh, accommodated by another person. Okay, so type A, P, type A person doesn't even care. No, it's secretive. Doesn't even share his or her ideas at all, really. Talks about inane stuff, you know. Like my last episode, <laughs> the episode previous to this one, you know. Just makes stuff up that doesn't even make sense, you know. That's the type A person, you know, because in that previous episode, in the episode previous to this one, I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about, but I thought, nah, that's just boring. So I just made up a story instead, loosely based on the more in, sort of intelligent thing I was thinking about, slightly more intelligent thing that I was thinking about. Um, and I thought, ah, oh, that's boring. Yeah? So I just made up a, a story, you know, which was half lies uh, instead. What was the idea that prompted the previous episode? It was, um, yeah, my goddaughter, she sends me things, and um, she sent me um, an opinion from someone who is a type D person. Uh, her name is Candace Owen, or Candace Owens, 
I haven't sort of, um, I'm not sure. It's one of those two. And um, she's a type D person because she wants to spur other people into action. So she's an influencer in the internet world, you know. She's an influencer. She's very much a type D person. And she's passionate and even stressed, I think, um, as a result of needing other people to alter their, not only their thoughts, but their behaviours. Now, that's a type D person. Someone who's desperate for others, and this might be the most highly social person there is. A type D person is someone who... Um, in my model, my psychological model, um, my psychology model, because I'm a psychologist today. Um, a type D person is, you know, this sort of person that not only wants to um, alter other people's thought processes, but also their actions. That's type D. Type C person is um, someone who just wants to alter other people's thought processes, you know. Okay, so what was I talking about, or not talking about in the previous episode? I know what it was. Um, I was sent a clip in which Candace Owens, who's an African-American um, influencer, as it turns out, and um, she argues um, a case for how African-Americans can be winners instead of losers. Now, there's a very big assumption in that, you know, presumption, presupposition, whatever, um, that African-Americans are losing. Um, well, they are, I think, but because they got dealt with a losing hand, you see. And, and I think um, this Candace Owens is, um, has got a model herself, a social model um, in her head of how African-Americans can turn a losing hand into a winning hand, and um, maybe she's a poker player. You know, but other people who are enemies in the African-American community have got an alternative model that they think will work, you know. Now, Candace, and, and I'm, I, in the previous episode, I didn't come um, up with a conclusion one way or the other, and I, and I don't even now. Um, so it's kind of her against the rappers is the way I uh, characterised it. Um, and she, and, and just as one example, um, she was railing against, in this clip, the idea that to oppose the English, as it were, you know, uh, which is you know, the European-Americans, essentially, um, no, why are you trying to even oppose them? You know, the rappers, I think, um, they are using a device in which... They mangle the English language on purpose to make sure that they are not being English, you know. Um, but they can't, because of their history, they can't fall back on whatever they were before because that's been erased, and that's a tragedy, you know. So what they're trying to do, see, if you're an African immigrant into America, as distinct from a descendant from a slave, you know, if you're an Obama, for example, you can um, fall back on your original culture um, and be comfortable with the English as well, you know, because you've got the other thing anyway. Um, you've got this other identity. And uh, I think rappers, you know, they just, they take English words and just change the spelling of them for no reason at all. And, and then they take English grammar and change the grammar of it. You know, just 
so they're not being English, you know. And um, it, it gets to a point, I think Candace is um, arguing, that um, they're doing that to their own detriment. You know, because, well, every language, not just English, but every language evolves over hundreds of years and becomes uh, kind of internally consistent and logical and, all, logical and all that sort of thing, and grammar becomes logical and all that sort of thing. And, you know, if in the space of one generation you're just going to completely mangle a, um, a language and kind of start your own, your own version of English, um, and uh, keeping in mind that the um, African-Americans can't fall back on their original languages because that, all that's been erased. Terrible tragedy. You know, African-Africans, you know, there's African-Americans who are the descendants of slaves. That's what I think of as African-Americans. But there's Africans, and we've got a lot of them in Australia. We haven't got one ex-African slave here. You know, we might have one or two. Um, but everyone who comes to Australia from Africa, because they've only just started coming here, Africans, um, we don't have a history with Africans in Australia, except for maybe two or three people every century. You know, people say, oh yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, I'm generalizing. You know, and generalizing is something that intelligent psychologists like me do. It's a very important tool in your t thinking toolbox. The ability to generalize. It's not a bad thing. It's a smart